This Father's Day, the Home Depot has same-day delivery on the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. Let the Home Depot help power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything dad is, find the perfect gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability. Road Racing Weekend, Sonoma for NASCAR, Road America for IndyCar. We're going to hop in the simulator and take you around both, as well as relive our top five Sonoma moments. When I say we, I'm not hopping in anything. Plus, Kyle Larson tells us how growing up racing in California has shaped his career. And we've got a special guest, well, kind of, Parker. He joins us from Sonoma, where he is out racing. Welcome to the Motorsports Hour, the 60 minutes each week when NASCAR America branches out, talks all things racing. Uh, with A.J. Allmendinger here in our NBC Sports studio in Connecticut, what are you going to do, A.J.? No Parker here in the building today. Well, you said we were jumping in the simulator. If anybody saw me last week at uh, Le Mans, you might need to get no. in the simulator because <laughs> it was quite bad. <laughs> well, again, Parker is going to join us uh, via technology from Sonoma, so that's coming up. If you have any motorsports questions over the next 60 minutes about any form of racing, just use the hashtag NASCAR America. We will be opening up the motorsports mailbag, answering them throughout the show. You're ready for that, right? I'm ready. Anything goes. Anything goes? Anything goes. I'm ready. The water cooler topic <laughs> of the week. Well, topics, I guess, all, AJ, coming from last week's truck series race in Iowa. Ross Chastain did it and then didn't. He won the race but was then disqualified after his truck was deemed too low in post-race inspection. He was stripped of the win, now must dig himself out of an even bigger deficit. We're going to talk about his incredible challenge. But first, let's go Johnny Sauter versus Austin Hill. Your take on all of that and the penalty that came from it. Well, there's a, a, a certain degree of boys have at it, and drivers go out there and, and kind of create your own uh, when it comes to punishments to a certain degree. But we saw there Johnny Sauter got into to Austin Hill. We didn't see if anything happened before that, but obviously there was contact early. Austin Hill didn't like it, got on the back of Johnny Sauter, repaid him, and then Johnny Sauter here basically waded back in the pits and then went back out on the racetrack and throttled up and made sure he took out Austin Hill. And to me... That's where I have the cutoff. Okay. You know, there, there's a certain degree of, of you can go out there and, and whether you want to beat and bang on each other or you're going to pay back somebody the next race, but to do it under yellow, and there was fortunate enough that no other trucks were involved that had nothing to do with the wreck. So we see here, I mean, Johnny Sauter purposely waits for Austin Hill, throttles up, and kind of like Kyle Busch did to Ron Hornaday, under caution there, took him out. And as I said, the bigger deal is right there is – Grain and finger gets caught up in that, or or one of the KBM trucks. I mean, that that's a bigger deal. So, to me, the punishment fits the crime to be suspended okay. for one race. And really, if you think about it, it doesn't hurt Johnny Sauter at all. Yeah, he's not going to be racing, and uh, you have Myatt Snyder that's going to fill yeah. in for him. But it doesn't hurt him. He's won a race. He's already in the playoffs. That doesn't get taken away. So it's not that big of a punishment. Maybe a little bit of embarrassment having to be suspended for a race because of that, but. Uh, 
I think he went just a little too far. Well, and Johnny probably knew when he was called to the trailer. He, he kind of knew it was coming because, like you said, that's sort of the, the line that you don't cross. And, again, I know for a lot of folks, this is sort of maybe you've heard about it. This was last weekend's race. But, remember, the Cup Series was off. AJ hasn't had a chance to talk about it. And I know we talked about Ross Chastain a whole lot over the last couple of weeks. In fact, uh, he took a huge risk when he switched his points from the Xfinity Series to the Truck Series. Parker said it right here on this show, the fact that Ross was basically betting on himself. AJ, he made that bet pay off. Then everything transpired after the race. So I think the big question looking forward, can he do it again? Can he win a race and get himself into the top 20 in points? Two things he has to do. I'm betting on Ross Chastain. He can wheel a race car. We've seen it. He's had to take less equipment and try to make a name for himself. He gets the opportunity with Chip Ganassi Racing, goes out there. Does it. Does it. Mm -hmm. Gets a ride. Obviously, that gets taken away from him. Not sure what he's going to do. All of a sudden, he finds this this ride with Nice Motorsports. At first, I thought it was just for a couple of races. Next thing you know, they go out there. They start contending. He wins a race, which didn't count because he was signed up for the Xfinity Points Championship. So as you said, he takes a risk on himself, goes out there. Him and his race team do it. Now, they get disqualified. And, I, and I'm not I'm not even going to sit here and, st- and try, or stand up here and try to say I understand the rules when it comes to you know, I've, I've had the same question. Your truck gets through pre-tech after the race. And it's not legal. Did something happen during the race where it was too low in the front? Did a shock kind of basically lose compression? Anything like that where it got low? Did the team do it on purpose? I don't know. They haven't come out and said it. I don't even want to get into it. All I know is, is I'm betting on Ross Chastain. Okay. I think he can go do it again because this guy needs a quality ride. I don't care what series. Especially he probably needs in the Cup Series because he can go out there and win a lot of races and win some championships. No question. It's going to be exciting to watch over these next handful of races beginning with Gateway this weekend. Okay, let's uh, head to Sonoma, the first road course race of the season. And it's a whole new track. Well, sort of. The carousel (laughs) is back in play. Martin Truex Jr. said it's going to be a game changer. It's kind of starting from scratch for everyone. Are you excited about this? Do you wish you were out there racing? I always wish I was out in Sonoma. But, yes, we see here. The first three corners are all the same. Where it changes is turn four. We used to run down into this corner. There was a giant curb there that after about 95 laps, you couldn't even see straight anymore because you'd hit it so hard. (laughs) And then you'd run in here and go past where they turned back in. Right here used to be the old corner. So now you got four, five through the carousel, which is what's going to happen is that's a tight corner. That's easy to drive off the racetrack. Five is the sweeping corner, but six, side-by-side racing into the carousel, the outside vehicle could have get shoved off the racetrack. It's an easy place to make a mistake. And then on the exit of the carousel, you really need to get a good drive off that corner because that's going to lead into a passing opportunity into turn seven. So as we see here, old school, see how rough it is. This thing hasn't changed. They haven't repaid this or anything. It's still just as rough. So you go up here, down the back straightaway here, and as I said, passing opportunity. You see a car here trying to get under it, and we're going to see cars out breaking themselves. We're more importantly going to see a lot of contact here because guys are going to get desperate into the corner. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. I wish I was out there, but our boy, Parker. I know. I feel like we need, we need even more. I, we need more uh, about this. Parker Kligerman, like you said, he's taking on the new old Sonoma this weekend in the 96 car for Gaunt Brothers <laughs> Racing. You just, can't, you just can't stay away from us, can you, Parker? I can't. I missed you guys so much. So, AJ, you were talking about turn six in the carousel. So right now you can see there's people behind me. 
this track is like wide open. I thought I was sneaking out here on a golf cart. And what it turns out is they basically let anyone out here. <laughs> I just met some fans. Krista, they let you drive on this track right now. No, but anyway, <laughs> no, I think so. I think it's, it's wide open. There's 18 wheelers. I'm at the base in the golf cart of turn six. And I wanted to show kind of what we're going to be seeing here, what you were trying to show there, which I'm going to flip it around. Hold on. And we're going to, we're going to take a ride on this golf cart if my technology will work. There we go. All right. So you got, this is something NASCAR officials taking their ride, by the way. If my golf cart will fire up, I'll go slow. AJ, chime in any time. Yeah, Parker, you see, you see it here. Tell the people at home. Blind. Look, It's they, completely blind. Yeah, and the, and the TV doesn't do it went, justice in the fact of how steep and how much elevation changes Sonoma actually has. Well, yeah, exactly. And you wouldn't normally have this group of people walking on the track in front of you, so that's one thing that wouldn't be there. Um, but if we can... Hey guys, how you doing? I'm gonna just drive by. We're on national television, by the way. <laughs> you're, you're on TV. Uh, so as we come over the hill, hold Parker, on, but see, as you come over the hill, you'll see this. How, how much there's it drops away from you. I think that's what's really important here. Are but, they essentially, like you said, though, doing what what you're doing? I mean, just kind of walking the track to get to get a feel for what's going to happen on uh, this weekend. Exactly. So they're doing a track walk, and for them, it's more scouting like the exit roads and the, you know some of the safety precautions and just making sure everything's sort of up to snuff. For us drivers out here, you know, AJ and I would be looking at is kind of the stuff he was talking about, which is how rough is this track right here? You know, as you come down this carousel, you you if you go too wide through here, I don't see how, you know, the guy on the outside has any sort of room, especially late in the race when there's going to be a bunch of, you know, dirt and debris out there. I mean, it's going to be very hairy. This is a very skinny part of the track. And I was looking at some maps. It's about 50 feet elevation change from the top all the way down, maybe a little bit more. So... It's a very steep change in a very short amount of time, and you're just begging the car to do things it doesn't want to do. Now, Parker, you look on the outside of the racetrack, and, and we don't want to talk about people making mistakes, but if you get wide there and you get off into the grass, we know how Sonoma's usually got, the, especially if it hasn't rained there for a while, it's really dry, so slowing the car down. There's not a lot of runoff room there, is there? So it's easy to get off the racetrack and probably get into the fence. Exactly. So that's the outside right now, right there. And you can see, I mean, it's just, it's not but two car lengths from the track to the wall. So I think if you make a mistake, if you get forced off, I'll do a little turnaround here. You can even see the elevation more now. Oh, look, we got a guy on a motorcycle right now. See, this place is just wide open. It's anarchy out here. But anyway, <laughs> you, you can see that if you look here, it's just immediately when you get to the grass, it's but two car lengths and you're suddenly in a wall. So, I mean, this is going to be very hairy and i think if you want to dispose of someone you know you don't want to see them later on or for a while you can give them a little bump into here and if they find themselves out there then uh, i don't think you'll see them for a while so parker have you done any simulator time uh, with the carousel knowing that you're going to be racing with it this weekend so i did um if i can get my technology hold on here yeah we want to see you yeah there we, we go see there. You. So, uh, I should talk to you directly also by the way i should note you should never uh face time and drive like i have here Good on point. the, uh, yes, the kids raceway. Watching at home. this is a this is a close course i think somewhat but i i actually was uh, able to spend some time in the toyota simulator and it was very helpful and one of the things is just how blind that corner is that's what the crazy part is it's absolutely blind and you begging the car to do things it just doesn't want to do uh, did you know you were going to be on tv today when you said i'm going to wear this t-shirt yes of course, because this is our sponsor this weekend. Okay. TRD 40th anniversary. Well, give a, get, so lower your camera a little bit. we got to be able to see. The, oh, there you oh. go. Okay. There you go. Yep. TRD's 40th anniversary. This year we ran it at Talladega. We're running again here at Sonoma. And hopefully we can uh, give them a great run. Awesome. Hey, can you check back in with us a little later in the show? 
I will. I'm going to find another cool spot I want to show okay. you guys. And I think uh, I think a lot of people will appreciate. So I'll show you later. Awesome. Thanks, Parker. It's like he, AJ, it's like he just can't stay away. No, he, he can't. And the, and the best thing was he asked me to help him out. I gave him all the knowledge I had. It yeah. took 37 seconds. <laughs> that was and it. The, the bad news for you, though, we still have about 50 minutes oh. left of show. So you better dig up something else. Coming up, we will preview Sunday's IndyCar race. That's where you can help us out, AJ, at another world-class circuit, Road America. And Pro Motocross visits a new track this weekend. Now, this one is a new track. Will it shake up the battle between Eli Tomac and Ken Roxon? Oh, that's going to be good. Mark Marquez won the MotoGP race in Barcelona, but AJ, the big moment came on lap two, this four-bike crash collecting Valentino Rossi and others. Valentino's a legend. Uh, Jorge Lorenzo in that crash, yeah. It, it's, uh, Valentino's been in this sport for about 39 years, it seems like. And Jorge Lorenzo, another name I know. Yeah. That's, it, it, you know you're talking about the big guys when, I, when it gets down to the ones. Oh, yeah, I know those guys. That's true. This year's 24 Hours of Le Mans was a tough one for Corvette Racing. One of their drivers, Marcel Fossler, was involved in this big crash before the six-hour mark early yeah, on. Yeah, and this is what this is what happens at, at the 24 Hour Le Mans. One little mistake, and it's not even his mistake. He's going under a car. The car doesn't see him. Gets into the right side of him, and we see here just a huge wreck for the Corvette. Fortunately enough, he was able to walk out okay. Another crash Le Mans involved Tamal Aran, who damaged his rebellion on this spin. Once he got to the pits, his crew did get him back out in less than four minutes. I mean, it's insane. He hits the wall probably running at least 170 miles per hour right there, and they finished third. That is crazy. Uh, Le Mans, it did. It had some, some wow moments, uh, so many jaw-dropping moments from Le Mans. Anything stand out to you? You know, Fernando winning with uh, Kaz Nakajima and Sebastian Buemi. They, uh, they kind of they, they stole the win yeah. from their teammate. Uh, but Toyota Dominus, that didn't surprise me. What was sad and heartbreaking was for Keating Motorsports in the uh, GTE AM class, they put this program together, Ben Keating did, mm -hmm. and went out there and they won their class and got disqualified the next day. They were one-tenth over on a fuel cell capacity. So Ben said he, they weren't going to talk about the penalty in the sense of they weren't going to try to challenge it. They tried to push the limits. They weren't trying to cheat, but they overstepped it, and unfortunately they, uh, they got DQ'd for it. All right, let's uh, switch over to two wheels, motocross. I know you're a big fan. Eli Tomac, Ken Roxon, they're sort of, I don't want to say stinking up the show because they're doing everything right, but this is a two-man battle right now. Points. Well, Blake Baggett finally won a moto, so I was the first rider other than these two to win a moto. But, you know, every week I'm just trying to, like, figure out, okay, you know, maybe it's Eli Tomac now. You know, he, he's showing the speed. Well, he won the overall, but he didn't win a moto. He finished third and second and was able to win the overall. Ken Roxon, the first moto, they tried some bike settings he talked about that he really didn't like. They went back to what he knew. And then the second moto, which is where I wouldn't say he struggled, but where Eli Tomac, his shined, had an average start and rode through the field, blew by Eli Tomac, and went out and won the second moto to at least salvage a, a second place finish overall. So going to this weekend, a racetrack that they haven't ever raced at. So could that be the difference? It could be, but Eli Tomac, so Lucas Oil Pro Motocross hasn't ever raced in Jacksonville, Florida at this racetrack. Eli Tomac raced at an MXGP event 2017, okay. finished second in it, so he's familiar with the racetrack. 
Well, Ken Roxon went out and tested on it last week, so he feels good about it. So and we're going to have to wait and see I again. I imagine down in Florida, so kind of like sandy sur- sub- substance in terms and, of the track, real and that, sandy. And that's what Ken talked about is it's a racetrack feel that he kind of yeah. always trains on. So he's feeling good about it. Eli's feeling good about it because he's raced there before, so – it's going to be a battle All between right. them two again. Okay, let's switch over to IndyCar. Road America on Sunday. Hey, you know that track well. In fact, AJ won at Road America in 2006. Any memories you want to share about that? Uh, yeah, because we were actually never that fast all day. Uh, Sebastian Bourdais there, that's me passing him. That was actually for the lead, and we never really thought we had an opportunity to win the race. And the next thing you know, we got out in the lead with uh, 10 laps to go. They had a red flag. My close friend, Captain Leg, had one of the nastiest finish or crashes I've ever seen in the kink. Was able to hold him off in a two-lap shootout. As you can see, I was partying and celebrating. Yeah, so it's great <laughs> memories. I love Road America. Pure, pure racetrack there. The fans love it, too. Joseph Newgarden won last year. Do you look at, at him to be a, a factor, a key factor this weekend? Of course, you have to look at him. You know, he's got three wins. They've been so fast all year. Uh, when you look at the championship, him and Alexander Rossi are kind of starting to stretch it out on everybody. And I kind of almost put it in in three categories here. You got Joseph Newgarden and Alexander Rossi, which Rossi's finished second, it seems like, for like the last 10 races. Mm-hmm. He's been so quick. Those two are starting to step out. Simon Pashnot's kind of in his own category where he had a hot month of May, got himself in the championship, but he's got to have some more solid runs to try to really keep himself and be a contender. And then you look at Scott Dixon, Takuma Sato, Will Power, and Ryan hunter Ray. They're in this category of it's now or never. Okay. They have to go out there, and they can't have any more bad finishes the rest of the year. And they really still need some help, probably from Joseph Newgarden and Alexander Rossi, to really have a shot at this championship. So it's not a two-man race by any means, but Joseph and Alexander are starting to stretch it out. And I don't see this weekend the fact that Joseph, having won there last year, is going to struggle there at all. And Will was quick last year. They had a mechanical. He qualified second. So uh, I really think it's going to be kind of in that group battling it out for uh, okay. for this weekend. So you almost kind of what you have three sort of subcategories in terms of kind of who's where. If, but it's now or never for. Does that include? You said Ryan Hunter Ray, Will Power as well. Yeah, it's fourth through seventh. So okay. if you look at you know th- those are from anywhere from 90 to 115 points back, which is a big gap, but can be made up. The point system in in IndyCar really rewards winning races. And if you have a problem, you can make up 40 or 50 points in a race, but uh, those guys can't have any more bad finishes. So I would say it's probably a seven-person fight when it comes to the, the guys that really have a shot at the championship, but right now there's two of them between Joseph and Alexander that are starting to stretch it. You talked a lot of Penske drivers, so a little note. Did you, Roger Penske, uh, it was announced today that he's going to receive a, a presidential uh, medal. Uh, for for motorsports and business, I saw that. So yeah. it's uh, that's pretty awesome. You know, RP is it just really. Well. It's just he's helped my career so much. He's helped so many drivers' career. Well deserved, and uh, you know, it's really it's Roger Penske's world. We're just living. I in know. It. I love it. I love it. Class, classy guy. That's for sure. Next up, AJ is heading back to Road America. Now he can't get a oh. flight out because LaGuardia has a low cloud ceiling today. But he's still going to be there, sort of. He's going to take us on some laps in the simulator. He's sort of dreading this, so oh, you need me. to tune it was in. Rough last week. <laughs> Hot 
hockey season isn't quite over. Catch the 2019 NHL Draft live from Vancouver Friday night at 8 Eastern here on NBCSN. Meanwhile, two familiar racing faces were on hand for last night's NHL Awards in Las Vegas. To be a great goalie, you have to be prepared to have puck shot right at your head at over 100 miles an hour over and over again. As race car drivers, we are used to speed so we can relate. And like the nominees for the Vezina Trophy, drivers of different styles. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Something's bothering me here. Wait a minute. Who do you remind me of? I'm coming for you, Ricky Bobby. The Talladega Nights guy. Yes, good. It always is pretty crazy. Indy 500 champion Simon Pagano and Jean Girard from Talladega Nights. There's actually, I think, a video still on YouTube from back in 2013 where Pagano impersonates him, if you want to see that even more. Simon Pagano, of course, looking for his first IndyCar win at Road America. AJ is in the sim to take us around the track. AJ, are you loving this or dreading it? What's I, going on? I'm dreading it. This is, uh, we're, we're coming to the green here, so did not have a good qualifying effort. As we roll up the front straightaway here, you can see, like, you can't see anything up this front straightaway. It's such a steep climb. Coming to the green, my heart's, my heart's beating more than uh, than a normal race here. So, oh, going green. So at this point, you can see it's a narrow front straightaway. I'm going to make it three wide. Why not? Get down into turn one here. Now, everybody got to remember these aren't stock cars, so if you touch anybody and take a front wing off, I'm done. Got through that corner clean. Turn two, very critical to get onto the back straightaway here with some speed and get a run. Such a long straightaway, pick up a little bit of draft here. These Indy cars, oh, it doesn't say it here, but we'll be running about 190 down this straightaway here. Hard brake zone into a tight left-hander. Everybody's on the brakes. Try to roll back on the power. Now this corner here under the bridge, I have went off in an Indy car many a times and went off leading the Xfinity race here, so I'm just not very good in that corner. Little quick right-hander, just a little quick lift. Back on the power. Once again, hard on the brake zone. Now, going into the carousel. This is one of the most fun corners you can have in an Indy car, especially here at Road America. If you get it right, you can almost get it wide open. It's so, the G's on the side of the neck here are so, so stressful. Over four G's, through the kink, trying to do it wide open. I'm scaring some guys. Got to run. Down the back straightaway here into Canada corner. Lay it on the brakes. Get under them. Get a good drive off the corner. Up here through turn 13, quick left. Oh, arrow push. Last corner, make a pass, but critical to get on this straightaway with a good run because it's such a long run straightaway. Up the hill here, that's a lap around Road America. I didn't crash, woo! <laughs> why, yes! Why do you like that track so much, AJ? It's just so fun, like the, the raw speed, especially in the Indy car around this place, there's so much commitment. Turn one here, in qualifying, it's a four mile racetrack. Qualifying, you mess that corner up, you have a four mile period to think about how you mess that corner up to start your lap again. Like I said, this back straightaway here, you're just always carrying so much speed, but when you get to the brake pedal, you have to be 
so aggressive and really challenge not only the race car but yourself to know that maybe I can go that late. Oh, I'm in late. I'm in deep. Clear out! Oh. Yeah. But this is just, this is one of these road courses that as a driver, <laughs> it's one of the most fun, natural, pure driving road courses you could ever be on. Did you just say that? Yeah. That was amazing. So hey, by the way, don't shut the simulator down because coming up later in the show, I mean, to be fair, are you ready to, to give, take us on a lap around Sonoma too? Wait, what? Yeah. It, I practiced all day in the IndyCar no, when I I'm, got I'm here. I'm sorry to tell you, but you're going to have to drive Sonoma too. Oh, God. But all of those drivers you're racing against, those are live drivers from around the country uh, in their own iRacing simulators or on their simulator programs at home. So hopefully all of you will stay tuned and keep racing uh, against AJ coming up at Sonoma. But next, we're going to head back out to Napa oh. Valley. Tough weekend assignment. Oh. For Parker, we're going to check back in with him. Maybe he can help us with our top five moments from Sonoma. That is coming up, too. Welcome back. Let's take a look at our top five moments from Sonoma. AJ, 1995. Do you remember this? Running the carousel. That's what we're talking oh, about. right. You know, what's shocking to me is the fact that I never would have thought that that was his, Dale Sr.'s only road course victory. Yeah, passing Mark Martin, only road course win. Now, turn one was trouble a few years later, 1999. Oh, Steve Park spins, flips there. And then later, Ken Schrader would do the same thing in the same location. And turn one has a ton of, you're carrying so much speed into turn one, so it's easy to make a mistake like that. And back then, there was no wall to slow you down. Number three in 1991, Ricky Rudd spun Davey Allison for the lead coming to the white flag. You got something to say here, AJ. I don't, but maybe we can get Parker on early because he could throw a rant on this and talk about how this is the worst call of all time. Well, because when Rudd came back around, he got black flag. Davey was awarded the win. We may have to ask Parker about that. Yeah. 2010, this one you remember well, Marcus Ambrose. Yeah, and I was running, I think, about ninth or 10th at the time, and Marcus went up the hill and he was stopped. Yeah, so he was basically what he was trying to do was he was close on field, they thought. Mm -hmm. He would shut the car off on the front straightaway. Well, he didn't get it restarted in time and never got it Before going, going back up the hill. Oh. and. By the time he got it restarted, it was too late. Jimmy oh, Johnson won. Heartbreaking that. every time we see it. At number one, 2016, Tony Stewart and Denny Hamlin duke it out on the final lap. Smoke says, not today, Denny. Denny had passed him in turn seven, looked in the mirror, thought Smoke was closer than he was, got in too deep, and Smoke said, door open. Yeah. Hockey terminology, little hip check oh, yeah. on the exit. Gets his win. It, he had injured his back early in the season, missed some races, won that race, got himself into the playoffs. And it would go on, I think, to become his last career win. So that was big. It leads us to our Thursday trivia question. Who was the last driver to win a Cup Series race at Sonoma on that original two-and-a-half-mile layout? Here's a hint, AJ. I don't know if you need it. Don't tell us the answer yet. But 1997 was the year. You're okay. thinking. All right. We'll have the answer later in the show. Tony Stewart, by the way, also won at Sonoma in 2001 and 2005 while driving for Joe Gibbs this weekend. Coach Gibbs will be inducted into the track's Wall of Fame along with Raceway founder Robert Marshall. Gibbs, by the way, has also won two other times at Sonoma with Kyle Busch. So let's head back out to the track where Parker will be racing this weekend. Parker, where are you now? Parker's wine tasting. Uh, yeah, I'm out here in the wine 
Guardians. But first of all, before I show where I am, I just want to say, AJ, that was such a bad call for Ricky Rudd. It never happened again. So point exactly. All right. So where am I? I'm actually up atop the mountain here, one of my favorite spots here. So I flip the camera around. You can see this incredible view. And this is actually where the spotters stand uh, during the races. And you can see with this racetrack how amazing it is. That it's a natural terrain road course. And yet you can see the entire thing. You can see all the way out here in Napa Valley in the Sonoma Hills. So it's very cool view. And the thing is, AJ, you know this, spotters for years here, the configuration we used to run, they could see all this over here, right? They could see everything that went on. What I've noticed standing up here, from turn four into the carousel and the exit of the carousel turn towards seven, they can't see. They can't see at all. So we're going to have to figure out some other way of spotting because that's going to be one of the biggest passing zones down to turn seven. Parker, you don't need a spotter, man. You just pull up You pull yeah. up alongside the guy, say, you know what? I'm clear. On to the next guy. All right. That's fine. That's fine. We normally do have two spotters here, you know, back down over here towards the hairpin. We'll have another spotter because this spotter up here, who's your main one, can't normally see that but i just can't get over this view guys i know maybe it doesn't translate so well on facetime but krista you'd love this view it's just it's i mean it's picturesque it's, it doesn't feel like you're on a racetrack do you feel it's like striking in so many ways so do you feel like i would like that view because i don't like views at normal racetracks or because i like wine which one i, I don't know what you you're... just enjoy i i think you enjoy the ambiance and the wine. okay yeah. Yeah. okay i would yeah. i would we're jealous that you're out there but uh, how, what are you excited about then? Just being back in the car or a road course racing, Parker? Which, which excites you more? Well, I do love road course racing here. Let me flip. Let me. I'm my own cameraman today, right? Yes. There I am. I'm back on. I'm back on the camera. Uh, so I am excited to be out here road course racing because this is my favorite type of racing. AJ, you know, you and I both started in road course racing, and you come back to it as kind of a, a feeling of homecoming in set in a sense a little bit. It feels more right sometimes, and you feel like you can kind of make a huge difference for the team. So. Uh, we had some great runs in the road courses last year. We had a great run out here uh, last year as well. And so I'm just excited to be back. And hopefully I can figure out this carousel quicker. I've taken my golf cart a couple times through it. I'm feeling like uh, I'm really starting to understand it. Well, thank you, Parker, for taking some time to uh, to join us today. It wouldn't be the same to do a Thursday show without you. So. Uh, make it. Yeah, I missed you guys. I really did. Make it happen, Parker. Two things. If you're leading, you don't need a spotter. You're just driving away. And second, it's Thursdays. Your shirt should be tucked in. <laughs> All right. Gotcha. Yeah. I'll, I'll T-shirt tucked in kind of guy. I gotcha. Thanks, Parker. Best of luck to you this weekend. See you, guys. All right. Let's talk about some of the drivers that you are really specifically keeping an eye on uh, the, because winless drivers but this year who have won at Sonoma in the past. Yeah, there's three drivers when I thought about Sonoma that haven't won this year that immediately come to mind. First one, Kevin Harvick. Okay, so I'm going to – he. Let's see. Let's see. It'll happen. Oh, It'll there happen. it is. So, Kevin Harvick, we look at his stats here. Nine top tens in 18 races. He won two years ago. He finished second last year. You look at the stats like, okay, he's pretty good. Not great there. But what I know is the last couple of years there, he's been very strong. I think it was 2014. He was one of the cars to beat and got caught up in a wreck. So, that's what hurts that average finish so okay. much. But just since he's went to Stewart, Stewart Haas Racing... He's been so fast at Sonoma. He's tough to beat. I see this as a race that he can eat. get that, call it the season back on track, even though they've had a good season, but go out there more importantly and get a win. All right. So we're keeping an eye on Kevin Harvick this weekend. The, the second driver that, that comes to mind yeah. for me is his teammate at Stuart Haas Racing, Clint Boyer. Okay. You click on him, 
And he won back in, I believe it was 2012. Same deal. He's had some, some strong races there. Uh, you know, with Stuart Haas Racing, their cars are going to be fast. And this is what's so crazy to me is 10 top 10s in 13 races. One of those races that he had a bad race was the year that he was in the, uh, I think it was the 15 car. That Not this 15 right, car. Harry uh, Scott Racing, yes. when he went there, he had a DNF within the first couple of laps of that race. So it hurts that average. Doesn't get a top 10 there. So he's really had, in 12 races, 10 top 10. So he's very strong there. One of those guys that's underrated is a road course driver, even though that he's got a victory. He can be, be very strong. Okay, so that's two Stuart Haas drivers. How about a driver who used to race for Stuart Haas? I'm going to give you Kurt Busch. Kurt Busch. This is a guy that... You look at the stats, 10 top 10s and 18 starts. Okay, it's decent. Average finish the 13th. He's got one win there back in 2011. Heck, he almost won the next year when he was racing for James Finch in the 51 car. They had a track bar, uh, track bar mount break, I think, with like five notes. How do you remember all this? Well, because I, know, it's, I all... it's just, I can't remember Tara's what? birthday, but, you know, I can remember all the races that happened. So. We'll work on that. I love you, babe. Just joking. <laughs> It's February 7th, by the way. Okay, thank So you. anyway, but no, this is a guy, just because racing against him, he qualified on the pole at the Roval last year, yeah. that he can wheel a race car, oval road course. We saw him run the Indy 500, finish sixth in that. Kurt Busch is a wheel man. And we look at this number one car, Jamie McMurray over the last several years has yeah. been very fast. Kyle Larson is qualified up front every year there. This is a race that Kurt Busch can go out there, and yes, he's been strong all year, but really show how strong this team can be, especially on a road course, and go out there and win this race. So the category, again, drivers who are winless this year, who have won at Sonoma, ones we should keep an eye on this weekend. All right, and when is it? February 7th? February 7th. Okay, good. Yeah. Good, good man, good man. <laughs> Coming up, what would we do without the simulator? AJ showed us how to get around Road America, which is where the IndyCar drivers will be, but now he needs to show us how to race Sonoma with the carousel, right? We're going to revisit yeah. also yeah. how a California kid made it to the big leagues of racing coming up. Welcome back. Let's see if you got our Thursday trivia question. Who was the last driver to win a Cup Series race at Sonoma on the original two-and-a-half-mile layout? The answer is... No. Who just, you say Gordon? Yeah. No, the answer is Mark Martin. That was your winner in 1997. It used to be that the majority of drivers were from the southeast. North Carolina usually had the most, but nowadays they come from everywhere. And California, where, of course, Sonoma is located, has many, including Kyle Larson. When I was a kid, I was a little kid. Give me thumbs up. Tires came up to my waist. Helmets seemed as big as my chest, but crossing the finish line, I never felt small. Thumbs up. And I think that's a product of growing up in Northern California. If someone doesn't automatically assume you grew up on the beach, they probably think you work for some tech startup trendy company. But there's a whole range of people, styles and skills where I come from. And there's a whole range of disciplines and outlets for racing in Northern California, too. Wings, sprints, carts, stock, drag, trucks, bike, on dirt, off-road, asphalt. The drivers and the fans bring it all together. 
That's the point of connection that is alive back home. And that's been the key to my success, coming from that variety. How are you? A wild child. And putting on a show to people who may not know what to expect from me. And I'm proud to represent what racing looks like in Northern California. So Kyle Larson, a kid who grew up racing in California, something you can relate to. You're a California kid as well. There is so much racing in California, as Kyle Larson just explained. You know, for me, there was four go-kart tracks within a couple hour range of, of where I lived. There were so many dirt tracks, a lot of them that Kyle Larson has raced on. My dad was a dirt racer. We always went to sprint car races. So no matter what, we were watching some sort of racing somewhere, or I was either racing myself or my dad was racing. So... Uh, it's just a, an awesome place to kind of grow up. And uh, there's been a lot of drivers now, whether it's in, in NASCAR, in open wheel, uh, in sports car racing that have come from California in general, especially in that Northern California range. Okay, so let's talk specifically about Kyle Larson at Sonoma. You notice something very interesting when it comes to his numbers. Now, let me first say, I'm a huge Kyle Larson, Kyle Larson fan. I'm, the guy can wheel anything. The stuff that he does in any type of, of race car is just phenomenal. But there's one problem that Kyle Larson has at Sonoma. He qualifies amazing. He, there's been some pole laps that I've stared at like, how the heck did he do that? Yeah, you see the numbers there for his starts. But he struggles with saving the rear tires. He loves driving his car loose. That's why he's so fast in qualifying because for that one lap, he can hang on to the car and put a phenomenal lap in. But over a full duration of a race, especially at Sonoma, where rear tires are so critical, the way you use the throttle, every time you spin the tire a little bit, that life off that tire is gone. You're not gonna get it back. And Kyle Larson, just for whatever reason, has seemed to struggle with that and hasn't been able to really figure it out yet. Now, I think he can figure out anything. So it wouldn't shock me this weekend if he goes out there and figures it out and has an opportunity to win the race. But that's been his hindrance at Sonoma, is burning off the rear tires and not getting good finishes for where he qualifies at. All right, so let's see if Kyle Larson made AJ's fantasy team. A reminder, you can sign up for Fantasy Live at NASCAR.com and join the NBC Sports NASCAR America League. We're going to start with our cheat sheet for Sonoma, courtesy of Dan Beaver at rotoworld.com slash NASCAR. It's got Matt DiBenedetto, that's his value pick. Michael McDowell, his garage pick, but for the red flag, it's got Jimmy Johnson, who hasn't had a top 10 finish at Sonoma since 2015. Hmm, interesting. Let's get to your picks, AJ. Well, you know, I went some bold strategy here. I went with last year's winner and the guy that finished right behind him there, Martin Trek Jr. and Kevin Harvick. Uh, you know, we just talked about it. Kurt Busch, I love what he does on these road courses. He's so aggressive. He's so good. Once again, Clint Boyer. Unfortunately, there's three guys that haven't won a race, and I have picked right. all three of them, so hopefully one of them wins a race. And then somebody that's so quiet, Chase Elliott, he's really good at Watkins Glen, but he's sneaky good at Sonoma as well. Maybe not as fast as he, and contending as he is at, at Watkins Glen, but he can still run in the top five. I believe he has a top five finish there last year. And Chris Buescher, my ex-teammate, is a guy that really kind of sneaks up on you and is so... You know, opportunity to win the race, maybe not, but definitely can run inside the top 15 all day, get a top 10 finish possibly. What's These going on picks down here, down here What's happening here? is just Parker somehow from his phone right now messing up my I touch feel screen. Like, yeah, I feel like you've been hacked. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I don't. It's, so you know this what? was not, yeah, okay. That's not, that's not going to happen. It's no. Mm -mm. I, you threw it out there in the universe. Now it's out there, so you just never know. That's what Oprah says. I'm kicking, it, it, out there. I'm kicking it back in. No. Okay. <laughs> 
Mm-mm. Okay, did you decide in the simulator? Carousel, yes or no? It's happening? Oh, I'm going to have to go it's run it. We'll right, see what AJ happens. is heading to the oh. simulator. He's going to show us what the drivers will I be facing. I was practicing at Road America. As the carousel is back in play for this weekend's race. Busy weekend is on tap. Meekum Auctions, Pro Motocross, and American Flat Track are all on NBCSN. IndyCar hits Road America Sunday at noon. That's on NBC. And then it's NASCAR at Sonoma Sunday at 3 on FS1. Well, here we go. Sonoma. I don't know who was did my qualifying setups, but in both races, the IndyCar and the Cup race here, I've qualified at the back. So... This is a tough thing. You know, you're getting ready for the race here. You got a lot of cars in, in front of us. Coming out of the hairpin, which is just one of the tightest corners you ever see in racing. Leading up to the green. A lot of cars in front of me. We're going green. We're green, green, green. As you can see, there's nowhere to go. There's absolutely nowhere to go. We go up here. Turn one. Tight turn two. We got cars everywhere. We got cars off. I'm gonna split the middle here. Over this hill. Easy to spin the tires. Every time you spin the tires, that's a little bit of life gone on the tire. Up this hill, this curve right here, try to clip a little bit. Now this is the new part of the racetrack that's really the old part of the racetrack. Turn four, tight corner. Through this little sweeping turn five, and this is where Parker was standing, the carousel. You can't see anything. You go down in the corner here. Oh, hey, hey, my God. Oh, my gosh. I don't need it. Oh, my gosh. I'm hearing voices in my head. Now into the hard break zone here. I'm going to I'm gonna bring in the heat. See, this is where you can just start beating on banging. Oh, I'm spinning out. Parker's in my ear. I knew it. You were... That's oh, yeah, that's not good. Oh, my God. See, Can't I take a little distraction. See, now I, now it says I need to pit for repairs. <laughs> this is something that hopefully Parker's not going to have to deal with. You come through, well, wait, you come through turn nine time. here. Turn nine. Turn ten is another critical corner to get a shot off the corner. Oh, those tires get are going to be great right now. They're junk. <laughs> I clipped the curb so bad it blew the splitter off the car. Turn 11, the hairpin. Feed on the throttle. Trying to get the power down. Unfortunately, when you've already wrecked, you've hurt the power really bad. Yeah, what, what is this? Hey, you Parker. Hey, Parker, just so you know, don't miss a What's shift up? up this hill because it will blow your motor. I found that out oh, last year. Has that ever happened to you? Yeah, oh, you don't right. want to yep, do yep. that either. So. Yep. You come I off coming across your stricken vehicle. You come off this corner and it's just I got I, you know if you get angry you just turn into this guy like like this is what I'm gonna oh my goodness gracious. This is awful. I'm leaving. This You're on your own. Oh, I'm gonna hear Parker's voice in my head right. when I sleep tonight. I feel like I'm well I'm hearing Parker's voice too and that's. But we do want to thank all of those live racers that uh, continue to race uh, uh, iRacing. It's live happening around the, around the country right now. 
Um, so thank you very much. And for <laughs> Parker hanging out with us, I don't know why you guys are yelling at each other. Well, this weekend marks the passing of the baton as Fox completes its portion of the season's coverage. We will try to pick up where our friends from Fox left off when we begin the second half next weekend in Chicago. Now, it's hard to remember everything that's taken place from Daytona until now. Before we say goodbye tonight, how about a little recap? Kicking off with the emotions that come with a win in the Daytona 500. Denny Hamlin's trying to block all lanes. He's to the outside, to the inside, to the checkered flag. Denny Hamlin has won the Daytona 500. This is the greatest victory I've ever had, period, in my life. Better than Super Bowls, better than championships in racing. This was the most emotional, the best win for me ever because of J.D. and his life. Wallace leading on turn number four. Everybody on their feet. Here comes Bubba. He's got to throw a block. Crossover. Wow. Bubba. He's in the all-star race. Damn. We needed this. I needed this. It's, uh, it's been tough. I haven't got to chug a Coke. It's ain't Victory Lane, but damn, this Coke tastes good. Elliott brings him on turn number two. Now they're spinning in the back of the pack. Kyle Larson, William Byron, David Reagan, Kareena got to control. Just a wicked sidewinder roll. And with the checkered flag, Chase Elliott wow. has brought the Elliott name back to victory lane at Talladega. I was in La La Land down there when I was looking for the checkered flag. You know, every time I stood up, the crowd stood up. Every time I got fired up, they got fired up. Is this guy's problem? Really talking about Norman. I pull up next to him and he dumps me in the floor. I just went up and tapped him in the back, let him know I didn't appreciate the way he raced me, and then he body slammed me. Clint Boyer went to Ryan Newman's car and was wailing on Ryan Newman. Where I come from, he hit poked in the nose for that. That's what he got. Doesn't take much of a man to try to fight somebody with a helmet on. Uh, I think he should be embarrassed of himself. I'm the kind of driver that I'm gonna give a lot of respect to you, always, and you give me respect back. If you don't give me respect, I wanna go kick your ass. Was the four tire stop just kind of a less? I have no idea. Third? No, I just drive. I don't know. When if you took I two tires? Idea. I did my job today. The two best drivers here at Bristol Motor Speedway battling for the victory. Kyle Busch leads brother Kirk by a single car lane. I overstepped the car's limits in turn one with like three to go. Yeah, otherwise, I was going to wreck them in three and four. Come and take the checker. I was going to flat out wreck them. You can't tell people that you're going to wreck them before you do it because when roles are reversed, that person's going to wreck you. Does winning make you happy? Like, are you, are you leaving here like, yes, yay, everything's, everything's great. Yes, yay, okay. Some big wins, some big emotions. Before we get into our questions from you, we want to stop and say thank you to DW, Daryl Waltrip. This weekend marks his final broadcast with Fox. He has, no question, brought new eyes to the sport with his name, his credentials. For me personally, his kindness can never be measured. And AJ, a lot of drivers paying tribute to DW and what he's brought to the network coverage by running special paint schemes this weekend. And you said it there, what DW has done for all of us. The sport, whether it's driving a race car on the telecast side of it, broadcasting, DW, thank you for you. Thank you for everything that you've done. I know we're all going to be watching. That's for sure. Uh, let's get to a couple of questions. Right. Uh, hey, hashtag NASCAR America. What has happened to Supercross champ Cooper Webb? This is definitely a good one for you. And can anyone challenge uh, AC 92? Yeah. So Cooper Webb basically has come out and said, you know what? After the Supercross championship, I was a little bit just kind of taking it easy. He's got it back together last week. Showed some speed. Anybody challenge AC for the Adam championship Cicero? in 250? 
Not gonna, I don't think ooh, so. Not going to happen. No, I don't think so. He's All too right. dominant right now. Thanks for watching the Motorsports Hour. Be sure to visit the Motorsports on NBC I YouTube channel. I crashed there. Wait, what just happened? I got what just dumped. happened? It's not me crashing. Enjoy I got wrecked. Enjoy this weekend's races. We are back again on Monday at 5 p.m. Eastern. This Father's Day, the Home Depot has same-day delivery on the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. Let the Home Depot help power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything dad is, find the perfect gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability.